greetings, and welcome to the Mostly Normal Gamers Podcast, episode 69. We are recording on Tuesday, October 13th, 2020. I am one of your hosts, AJ ID. This week on the pod, Amazon cancels Crucible, Rockstar buys Ruffian, and a judge rules on Epic vs. Apple. Joining me to discuss all this and more is my regular co-host, John Swanson. John, how are you doing today? Fucking fantastic, man. I don't know that you gave adequate pause after the 69 for jokes. <laughs> well, I thought if there was going to be a joke, you'd be ready. <laughs> well, not me, for the audience. You know, they got to oh, okay. put in their jabs and whatnot. So. You got to take it in. <laughs> yeah, other than that, I'm doing well, man. I got my flu shot today. Oh, and man. what else? That's about it. Yeah. I'm scheduled to have mine in a little bit at through the office. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's go to the lowdown. If you want to be part of the conversation or if you have a pressing question that you want us to weigh in on, you can reach us at MN Gamers Podcast on Twitter. If you don't use Twitter, you can send us email the old-fashioned way to podcast at MostlyNormalGamers.com. Lastly, we've updated our website, MostlyNormalGamers.com. Go check it out. Sign up for our newsletter, Mostly Normal Monthly. Chris is the guru for that one. He is out Mostly today. Mostly Normal Monthly. He... That's what I said, isn't it? What did I say? Didn't I say Mostly Normal Monthly? The first, the first issue can be found there, and also at mngamers.substack.com. John, can yeah, you hear me right now? Uh, you're cutting out. I think. What have you been playing? Oh, uh, I have been playing. Let's see. I've been still cracking away on my backlog, man. So, um, I finally finished Half Life, Alex. Oh, dope. Which, yeah, it's, it's, I feel like it's kind of wasted on me because I never played any of the original Half-Life games. But if you have and you're a fan of the Half-Life games, I feel like you have to figure out a way to play this game as it completely changes things. Let me just put it that way. Like story-wise? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I had to listen to like a spoiler cast to kind of understand the significance of the ending because as i said i didn't play chapter one or two or however it works i didn't play any of them and it's fucking fantastic aj like you have vr so you're like kind of a veteran in vr and it's the first time vr has made me feel like i'm moving in a world without making me feel sick like okay there's like this part where there's a curvature in the floor right Mm -hmm. and you use the teleport but like rather than like walking you're probably familiar with it like if you're not familiar with vr there's usually two ways to like mobilize in vr either you Mm -hmm. like move like you would in a game and puke your guts out unless you have a stomach (laughs) of steel or you can like teleport and push forward on your analog and it teleports you ahead or whatever. It just like whooshes you forward. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that way you don't get sick. But this is the first time, like there's like a curvature in the floor towards the end of the game. And like you push forward and I like, so just imagine you're like walking downhill and you have to stop. Like 
you would automatically like lean back a little bit so you don't fall forward. Yeah. And even though I was in VR, I could not keep myself from leaning back. <laughs> I knew I was in a game, but my body was like, if you stand straight up, you're going to fall forward. And I could not overcome that like sensation. And it didn't make me sick or anything. It was just fascinating. And the, the game is beautiful, man. I was playing it, it on cool. with my Oculus Link or Oculus Quest via the Link. And I have the first Quest, not the newest updated one. And the game is still freaking gorgeous and way better than anything I've played in PSVR. So um, I can only imagine what it looks like with the uh, whatever. What's the index? The valve index i think that's what it's called what are you playing it on yeah uh pc with my oculus quest via oculus link turned so, into like the oculus. dude so in order to do it you have to put on your link and then you hook up or your quest right and then you hook it up to a computer and it opens up your oculus quest menu and then you have to say or it asks you like do you want to use oculus link you say yes, and then it opens up the Oculus Rift menu because the Oculus Rift is the PC-based one. Mm-hmm, okay. So then from there, you have to open up Steam VR, and then it opens up the Steam VR menu. <laughs> so you have to go into like three different menus, and it uh, it did crash quite a bit. Like if you die and stuff, it has a hard time loading. Um, mm-hmm. And I have a my PC is only like two years old, so. It's not necessarily due to that. I think it's just the fact that it has to be, it's like a thing inside a thing inside a thing. So it's hard for it to load. Um, But yeah, I mean, if you have the ability to play it, you should absolutely play it. It's totally worth the 60 bucks. And it's long too. I bet it took me at least 12 to 16 hours to beat it. So that doesn't sound long, but in VR, that's long. Yeah, it's funny, man. The characters are fantastic. It's well written. Um, not once did I get sick in it. And it's the most, the quest, you know, I've been ranting and raving about the uh, PSVR controllers the last few weeks and how antiquated they are. And this is just further evidence of that. Like your quest controllers, like you can do so much in there that you can't do with those dumbass move controllers. So. Um, it was quite the experience, man. So highly recommend it. I've only played PSVR. Um, is it like crisper in the Oculus? Like compared the to the graphics? Yeah. Cause like everything yeah. in VR is just kind of not crisp. Yeah. I, I mean, on in PSVR, I should say. Yeah, I agree. And I was messaging you, I think a little bit about it. I, I kind of wish I would have bought Star Wars Squadrons on like Epic or whatever because mm, yeah, it's crossplay too. Yeah, and that's why because it looks like VR is cool, man. And Squadrons, you know, this is a good segue for you to talk more about that because I've only played it the like hour in VR, and it's cool to fly an X-wing and a Tie Fighter. Oh in my VR, god, it's man. so Don't cool. Don't get me wrong, but like the graphics are shit like in yeah they're not in that VR. great in vr yeah, yeah and i don't know how it looks on like a tv I, think, I don't either i've only played it in vr so far and i guess this is kind of the vr 
what we've been playing section today because that's all I've been playing this week is Star Wars Squadrons. Yeah, how do you dig it? I love it. Did you finish the story? I did finish the entire story. It was pretty good. I mean, I don't have any complaints. It was cool playing like both sides and you'd have like one victory for the New Republic and then one victory for the Empire. And it was a lot of fun. You could kind of like talk with people like your pilots, like your tier squadron mates when you're in the hangar, which is cool. Um, you can customize the paint job and stuff and there's no microtransactions. All the skins that you see people wearing are like things that they like legit earned credits for, which is pretty cool. Um, but man, it's just awesome. Like when you are on a good squad that has like all different kinds of ships, cause I've, I've actually really like enjoyed playing the support ship because you can target your own teammates and then just give them shields. So I'll like follow a guy who's like a bomber and just like shield them as he goes to like drop a bunch of bombs on the Star Detroit Star Destroyer. <laughs> yeah, so like there's some real there's a lot of teamwork involved if you if you want to nice. and probably should be playing it that way. But dude, there's like just these moments where you're like going like straight up or I guess there's no up or down, but it feels like up sometimes, I guess. Um like trying to run away from like a guy who's on your tail and he'll shoot a missile at you and your cockpit, like the glass is like cracking and there's smoke coming out of your dash and you like hit the countermeasure button and the missile misses you and you're able to like hit the repair button and like R2 makes his little like beep, 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 and like fixes your ship. It's freaking sick, man. Like, and you can see his hands like just going crazy everywhere, like hitting all the buttons to like make the things happen. And like when you switch powers to go from your shields to your weapons, to your engines, like, the colors on your dashboard like actually change like you'll see like the green bar go up for the shields or the blue bar go up for the engines or the red bar go up for the sh- like the weapons it's pretty awesome i love it um i've been playing even multiplayer games like since finishing the story <laughs> i've heard the multiplayer is pretty good man it is i got some pretty sweet paint jobs one of them's like all chrome like i think you would see i think it was like padme's ship in the first oh yeah 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 it's like all chrome like one kind of looks like that Um, nice yeah i got one that's like purple and yellow it's like vikings colors (laughs) lame (laughs) yeah they are pretty uh do you find yourself playing like like when you go into multiplayer do you get to pick a side like rebels versus yeah you get to choose your preference and i definitely prefer i honestly i think i play better as the imperials but i prefer playing as the rebels because i just want to like be in the (laughs) x-wing yeah i've heard it's difficult to just because the tie fighter kind of doesn't really you just have that circle in the middle that you can look through so you can't Mm -hmm. really look to your side and up whereas like an x-wing or y-wing or a-wing like you kind of have more your field of vision is more open Dude, to be honest with you, like, space is so, like, 360 all degrees. I don't even know how you describe it. Like, I find myself using, on the dashboard of of both of the ship or of every ship, they have, like, a little radar that when when you target somebody, like, they show up on that, and then you can kind of just, like, move the circle of the radar onto the circle of the target, and then I look up through the windshield at like where they are and like stuff like that. So 
I find myself not even really looking out the window that much, like legit using like the instruments of the ships on the dashboard. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I will say, man, like I have only played a little bit, but you've played it exclusively in VR and the comfortability of that game in VR is way better than Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be because it's exactly as you described, like you're literally in a ship, you can like flip on your what like z axis and you can like (laughs) fly like like you said up is down down is up left is right it doesn't like it's all relative you know and uh i figured that would make me sick but it doesn't i didn't feel sick at all it actually took me a little bit to just like get over that because I i found myself like always spinning my ship back so like whatever background planet is like on the bottom or whatever just to like kind of orientate myself but then yeah later on i just kind of like it's like fuck it it doesn't matter which way i'm pointing as long as my target is pointing at like the right part of the star destroyer i'm shooting it it doesn't matter (laughs) and i'm not sure like i'm used to i guess back in the day we had like jedi starfighter and stuff you had a button that you hit and that would re-level you or like oh yeah that would be or whatever like you have a button, but in this game, I don't think there is one. I don't think there is either. As we're saying, there is no up, down, left, or right. It's all just relative no, to where you it's are. Just space. <laughs> exactly. So I thought that was really cool, but uh, I don't know. I've heard it's easier in not in VR, just on a TV. Dude, I can imagine um, it's like twice as easy. It's kind of hard in yeah. VR. There's like so much happening yeah. and you have to swing the th- the throttle or I'm playing with the flight stick. So I'm like swinging yeah, this yeah. thing to like go from all the way, like full throttle to like all the way stop is like a really far, it's like a long ways. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I realized like how nerdy you and I are just like the other day when I was listening to some other people who are playing this game and the number of people who don't have the HOTUS flight stick and playing yeah. VR, like, not a lot of people are playing it this way. I don't. Think. I know. Like, and the unless you're used to it, I wasn't used to the Hotus flight stick, so I haven't used it a lot. Oh my gosh, uh, it took me so it, long to figure out. Yeah. Oh my god. It took gosh, me like so it took me like the on. whole story. It was like, and I have to. Oh, kept, I totally like, taking my mask off and being like, which one's L one? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Wait, which one's X? Which one's circle? Oh, I will tell you this: yeah. there is no R three on it that I could find, uh, and R three is countermeasures. So you have to remap. Oh. You have to remap the countermeasures button to like, I put it on the little one that's on like the front of the throttle. Gotcha. I was yeah. wondering about that because it when I started like the store after I finished the first tutorial or mission or whatever, it said like you, there are some controls that are neat, necessary or there are necessary controls that aren't mapped on your controller. And I was like, okay, I don't really yeah. know where to put them because I don't it's know. It's a what very necessary control too, because it's like the one that makes missiles not hit you. <laughs> yeah, you might need that one. Yeah. So, so once I added that, I got a lot better too. <laughs> nice. I played yeah, like I'm half the game for... with no countermeasures. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to playing it uh, more, man. And th- it is a lot of micromanaging while you're flying, like switching to shields to guns to like yeah and on the or not x-wing you can sorry on the x-wing you can switch them from front to back 
like you can have exactly front, like full front shields or full back shields or like a mix of exactly both. so there's even more on that <laughs> yeah it's it's intense man i i think people are gonna get pretty good at it too i'm sure if i'm Dude, sure there so people funny. are already wicked good at it but it is really good for a 40 dollar game i keep running into a lot of people from england who are playing this game it's, yeah, I'm sure that? it has a lot to do with the time of day that I'm playing because I play at like four oh. after work and people in England, it's like, you know, 10 o'clock or something, 11 o'clock. So it's like prime time, video game time. Yeah, good point. I, but yeah. Yeah, could be. Hmm. Well, should we talk about some news? Sure, man. Let's do it. First off, we have kind of a sad story, I guess. Amazon Games pulls the plug on Crucible is the headline. This is written by Jason Gusau at Game Informer. I mean, the headline kind of says it all. Amazon was having some troubles with Crucible. John, did you ever play this game? Uh, no. As you know, I'm not huge on live service games, so. I never played this game either. Uh, I know some people really liked it, but... They have had troubles from the get-go. They actually launched the game and then brought it back from just being out into like a closed beta again, which yeah. I think is the first time that's ever happened. <laughs> yeah, that to my recollection. Yeah, and then now they've just realized that um, after you know fixing stuff that the community wanted and you know creating things based on their input that it still just won't work out for them i guess financially so no more crucible they're just gonna stop development on it it's kind of crazy yeah and it's i mean from the launch to reversal of launch i think i mean did it come out in may or july or something i remember it was the summer that they released it and then pulled it back right away so I mean, I don't know how long it's been in development prior to the release, but uh, they're cutting it pretty pretty quick, man. Yeah, well, it's been out for under six months, and they're shutting the Crucible servers down on November 9th. So yeah. it was yeah, very, very short-lived, and I don't know. I just kind of feel bad, I guess, for the people that work for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm with you, man. Like, a lot of people probably poured their like heart and souls and creativity into it but on the same token like maybe it'll this will be impetus for them to work on something that maybe we're lacking rather than yeah. you know a destiny like service game which we have quite a few of i would say at this point in time so yeah it's you know they're just cutting the game it's not like they're as of yet firing the people who worked on it so at least those people still have jobs and stuff i guess you know yeah hopefully they get to go make something cool now yeah that we all want to play because apparently crucible was not it <laughs> it was not it fam <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it's not it all right let's see the next story is pretty cool i think um i wanted to figure out a way to make a joke here like that's not a developer. This is a developer. <laughs> because Ruffian Games is now Rockstar Dundee. Uh, this is written by Joe Juba at Game Informer. 
And I think this is cool because to me, this means, and I have no information on this whatsoever. This is just me speculating, but I think this means that these guys are going to kind of take over and just like maintain Grand Theft Auto Five, and hopefully, like the main studios are going to go transfer and start focusing on Grand Theft Auto Six. Yeah, that's actually a really good point, man. I didn't think about that until you just said that but given the fact that they as you said they made uh crackdown one and two it would make sense for them to kind of it seems like that's kind of their bread and butter right yeah it does like crackdown at one and two they were not involved in crackdown three but crackdown one and two totally kind of has that feel at least atmosphere wise of grand theft auto where you're like in a city doing crazy shit interacting you know with other players so they definitely are like have experience with that exact kind of stuff should be cool i'm excited yeah where my question is where is dundee it's in scotland oh dundee you know what my first guess was australia australia (laughs) that's why i wanted to make the it's not a knife joke because it's Rockstar. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> now I understand. That's your not joke. a developer. This is a developer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> maybe if I could do a better Australian accent. Yeah, you should have thought a little harder on that one, maybe. But yeah, I get you. I get your reference now. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, well, the next one is kind of exciting. Sony finally details PS5 backwards compatibility. Uh, this is written up by Samit Sarkar at Polygon. And basically, you don't have to worry about playing any of your games on PlayStation 5, any of your PS4 games on PlayStation 5, unless you're like a huge Joe's Diner fan. <laughs> or Dude, think... um, Afro Samurai 2 Revenge of Kuma Volume 1. <laughs> <laughs> dude like when i heard this list like hitman go definitive edition i feel like it's going to be the only one that anyone's right. going to have a problem with and even that is that's a fucking mobile game that's was trained i think i can get that on my ps vita dude so uh yeah it's just i don't know this was really good news but i feel like they buried the lead because they made us scared as shit at the yeah. presentation originally because they were like well at least the top 100 or literally every fucking game except for these 10 games that nobody fucking owns like yeah. i don't know man like i feel like they shot them as usual as we were talking about on last week's show like or maybe it was two weeks ago like sony shooting themselves in the foot basically by not communicating effectively what the fuck is going on so yeah yeah it's absurd like all anybody talked about for like a week was man sony's not telling us anything this is sketchy they probably aren't gonna work (laughs) right and it yeah absolutely man because they were like well and it was so it was like they didn't really know it was such a mixed message on what they were saying you know it was the top Mm -hmm. 100 then it was like most games and then you know, it was just very mixed messaging, I feel like. And um, plus, you know, I don't, I've gotten past the point where I'm 
going to be trading in consoles to buy my next console, you know, but Mm -hmm. I'm not, not everybody is like that. Like you and I both probably for a very long time, like we're trading in old consoles to be able to purchase our new ones. And like, Oh yeah, I did that for years. Yeah. And being able to play your PS4 games on your PS5 is fucking huge because then, you know, like if you want to get a PS5, like now you can trade in your PS4 or PS4 pro and get a, massive credit towards the purchase of an expensive system yeah at least a couple hundred bucks yeah and not have to worry about whether or not you're going to be able to pay play your ps4 games that you have that you want to play so i don't know man i think uh i wish they would have communicated this earlier i guess but it is it is good news i'm glad that i won't have to have my ps4 plugged in yeah same anymore i was thinking about Maybe I'll just leave it there plugged into the VR. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. It'll be like my VR machine. Hey, speaking of which, have you got the adapter for your camera yet? Can we write in and get those yet? I don't even know how. Yeah, I haven't looked into how either. So Yeah, I'm going to look into that. Because, dude, I heard Gary Wood the other day said that he already got the adapters that he needs for his PS4 to do something. Or maybe his Xbox? I don't remember, but I was like, how do you have that shit already? Granted, they're in the biz and we're just a couple of fucking amateurs, but... (laughs) True. um, Oh, oh, hey, one more cool thing that I'm seeing here, though, in um, this Polygon article is that PS4 games will be playable on the PS5 directly from an external USB drive, and it says that includes existing PS4 formatted USB drives. So that's kind of dope that you can just like literally unplug your P- your external and plug it into the PS5 and it'll play games off of it. Yeah, because I have that so, external SSD. You probably won't be able to reap the benefits of the new NVMe. Can I move drive, it from it that though? Or will I be able to like get the ps5 version because it knows i have the digital one on this hard drive i think that will probably be for some games that will but it will use up some of your nvme space that's fine i'll just you know do the whole delete and move back yeah thing and that's yeah it's it's harder to do i think than it should be at least in my experience yeah probably an easier way to do it but i don't know i feel like people think about it at times where i don't like when i'm done playing playstation i just like shut it off and go and other people are probably like oh next time i play i'm gonna play this i should transfer it now whereas i'm just like oh i'm done and then i come back later being like i want to play this now (laughs) yeah are you a person who finishes a game and then deletes it or no i pretty much save every game on my hard drive but yeah that's gonna. That's a habit. I feel like we're gonna have to change, man. Listening to because... like the Greg Miller way, it kind of makes sense. Just to be honest with you, yeah. Because like what he says, I kind of funny. He does is just play the game, finishes it, gets the platinum, and deletes it. Yep. And that's what I should do because it's true. Like there are very, very few games that I go back and play again. Like the only yeah, games right. are like Monster Hunter and Rocket League, and I have Rocket League Digital, so that's fine. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing I kind of, I might be, I mean, it's a bad time to do it, but I feel like I'm, now's the time I'm going to move to like digital or over disc, just because there's so many times I wish I could swap between without having to change disc. And if you're going to utilize that 
feature of quick resume, you know, assuming PS5 has that, like, you know, you're not going to be able to do that with disc-based games, I wouldn't imagine. Yeah. Well, it said, I heard on a podcast that you can put your PS4 disc in and then it'll, like, upgrade the PS5 version, but then you just yeah. have to put the PS4 disc in to play the PS5 version. Yeah, which is for, like, crazy. yeah, but yeah, that's on games that are allowing you to do that, like Cyberpunk and which they haven't announced when there's a PS5 version for that yet. No, and like yeah, Spider-Man, cool. Miles Morales and whatnot. But um, do you want to put in our listener question here? Or do you want yeah, to- I was actually going to suggest that before we get to our last news story, we should bring in um, Jake wrote in again. And he, he says, and this kind of fits in with our next gen conversation. So we'll ask it now. Hey, fellas, quick one for you. With the emergence of performance options in games, it seems like more and more people either want to expect performance versus graphics modes to become the new normal in gaming. With this in mind, how do you guys value graphic fidelity versus frame rate? Are you ready to give up one or the other in favor of ray tracing on the new consoles? For the average Joe consumer, does it even really matter? Can they even tell the difference? Um, And then he goes on to say, personally... I'm pretty confident I can tell when something is running in true 4K on my TV, but 1080p looks really damn good. And I've never minded it 30 frames per second, but it's starting to become more and more noticeable to my eyes. At the end of the day, it may toss it may be a toss-up depending on which game I'm playing. Thanks, Jake. Uh, Jake, first of all, thank you for writing in. It's always nice to have some questions to start conversations here, and this is a good one. I personally definitely think it depends on the game that you're playing like if i'm playing monster hunter every time i will choose performance over graphics because like the frames depend on whether or not you're gonna dodge the monster hit you know what i mean yeah i i kind of feel like this is already the new norm the performance versus graphics and i feel like with this generation people no longer want to make that like exception you know what I mean? Like, like people want it has both. to be both. <laughs> yeah. But to me, the thing that we're getting into now is, uh, and Chris has brought it up previously, is with HDMI 2.1, which if you bought your TV over a year ago, it most likely does not have HDMI 2.1, and that's going to be required to run 8K and 120 frames per second. So, which is kind of funny because as Jake kind of, presents in his questions we're not even at a standard of 60 fps at 4k yet right like our consoles that we have plugged in at home so i don't know man i i usually go with graphics because i'm kind of with jake where i didn't i've never felt like 30 frames per second is causing me problems but also keep in mind that i'm playing games that are primarily solo like single player games and in that aspect i'd rather have um better graphics than a higher frame rate because it doesn't really matter as much like you said it would with monster hunter or destiny or something like that Mm -hmm. he says for the average joe consumer does it really matter i probably not i don't think that the average joe really cares i can definitely tell when i have like right now when i have my vr plugged in and i turn on my playstation like my ghost of shishima menu just looks like darker and drearier just like not 
as popping. And then when I put yeah. it in the HDMI, you can totally tell it's like it's like brighter and more like exuberant. If that's even the right word. <laughs> Do you not have the HDR pass through? I took I like it was whole... like making it so every time I turned my PlayStation on, I had to hit the switch for some reason oh. to like make the TV yeah. turn on. <laughs> So gotcha. no, I just like disconnected it and have it sitting there now. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm yeah, I think it depends on the size of your display. Like if you have a living room with like a fifty inch TV, I don't really know that ten eighty P versus four K is gonna be that much different. Like in my basement I have a seventy five inch TV and I've was looking at upgrading to like an eighty five or eighty six. Mm-hmm. And I think in that case, I would get, and that's when I would upgrade to like 8K uh, HDMI 2.1 so that I would be kind of future-proof for the next like five to 10 years, you know what I mean? Right. But I feel like unless you're living in that situation, you know, a lot of kids are playing games in their dorms on like a 32-inch TV, like in that way, and no, I do not think that 1080p versus 4K is really that noticeable. Yeah. I haven't really noticed a lot of frame rate issues in my like video game playing, but I will say the other day I logged on to GTA five online yeah. just to get my like free money. Oh yeah. It was dope. I got like three million I got like three million dollars. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty sweet. But I just like kinda drove around a little bit and I was sitting pretty close to the T V because of the way I have my VR set up. I play in like a computer chair, at least for the Star Wars Squadrons game. And it was horrible, man. I couldn't, it was like unplayable. The frame rate was so bad. And then, so, so is that your internet I, connection or is that your, um, I don't think so, man. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah. Cause you have gigabit, don't you? Yeah. And it's plugged into like the ethernet. So interesting. It was just really, really bad. I'm looking forward to playing GTA five on PS five, which is something insane. <laughs> that I'm playing that on a third console yeah, generation. That is nuts. That's gotta be the first game to do it, man. For me, for sure. But yeah, Jacob, good question. Um I know he's like, if I remember correctly, he's a from software fan, so Yeah, he is. He told me like uh, he wrote it last those. week and said for Chris to reach out to him when he wants to um squat up for oh, some for some Bloodborne or, or Dark Souls because Chris wants to play those games. I might do He's that with him for uh, Demon Souls, man, because we got that coming up. Fuck, yeah. dude, it's not even. It's less than a month away now. I know it's soon. I don't think I'm gonna play Demon Souls though. I don't want to do that to myself. Yeah, I don't know that I do either. But I'm a glutton for punishment, man, because I constantly say that and yet constantly buy fucking from software games. Dude, I'm just gonna play Cyberpunk on my PS5. <laughs> Yeah, dude. That's like what I'm planning on playing the first couple weeks. <laughs> I thought about that, dude, because it's too bad that it comes out the week after. Yeah. Because I like, I don't know if I want to play Assassin's Creed or Spider-Man Miles of Morales or Demon Souls. Like, I do not know what to play first, but I'm not going to sit there with my PS5 and not play a new gen game for a week before Cyberpunk comes out. True. So I don't know. I'll probably get Godfall and then just get Cyberpunk. Yeah. Well, Miles Morales is a day one game, right? I'll get that. Yeah. And that'll get me through. I'll just wait for uh, 
reviews, honestly. Because, I mean, I'm assuming all of these games are going to be fantastic, but we don't know that mm-hmm. yet, you know. And we should be getting some impressions soon because I'm guessing since Cyberpunk went gold like last week or whatever, it's probably in the hands of reviewers or will be in the next couple weeks to give them time to play it since it's so massive. And they want it in the game of the year or conversation, so. Yeah, exactly. They have to get it in. Yeah. Dude, my computer won't scroll. I don't know what to do. Make it up on the fly, bro. I'm trying to go to the next story here. All right, so next story today, or last story, I guess. Um, this is written up by Alice Stanley at Gizmodo. Um, judge rules: Apple can keep blocking Fortnite, but not Unreal Engine. So basically, this has been like a kind of an ongoing feud between Epic and Apple, where Epic's kind of trying to fight the good fight and go against apple's like 30 percent profit taking policy on the ios app store i think is pretty much like the basis of what's going on and um epic was like we're gonna circumvent this and then apple was like no you're not not on ios and then fortnite was like this is illegal you're monopolizing your platform and then a judge got involved and they've been like basically just like very publicly fighting in the press and in the courts about um uh basically the how apple is like too greedy and takes all this like money from people and then makes it so it's the only possible way to get out there (laughs) yeah do you have any thoughts on this like the judge that i guess like the headline said it uh the judge ruled that apple can keep blocking fortnite but not unreal engine and i think the basis of the decision was like um unreal is good for consumers so like the judge sided with consumers, which I guess is good. good. Good on the judge. Well, plus why should, like Epic is making the decision to do this with Fortnite, but why should that, if Apple doesn't like that, and I understand why they don't, but uh, why should that affect other developers? Because Unreal Engine is pretty ubiquitously used yeah. game engine. So I'm certain that there are thousands of games developed in Unreal Engine on the iOS mm-hmm. store. So why should because Epic wants to fight this battle, why should like smaller developers pay the price for their decision to fight this battle just because they use their engine, you know, cause they didn't have any say oh, yeah. whether or not Epic was going to do this. So, um, I'm glad they made that call and mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think it'll happen, but I, I don't know. Fucking Apple dude. It, this really pisses me off that they don't, like make any dispensations for epic or yeah. not even just epic the 30 percent thing is fucking ridiculous and they're so evil <laughs> yeah and we've recently heard like xcloud is probably going to make a app or not app based but a web-based way to access yeah, browser yeah which I mean, I'm pretty sure I don't know this, but I'm assuming Apple makes zero fucking dollars if they do that. So why would you not want to make a little bit of money and make a dispensation for Epic and uh, Microsoft? You know what I mean? Versus yeah. block yourself out of completely for the, of that any money that you could see from that. Yeah. So it's really stupid. Yeah, it is. Um, hey, because we're going 
early. Well, we don't have to talk about it. Never mind. Nope, we're good. Never mind. Sorry. What's up? Go ahead. Nothing. Are you sure you don't? You got want one more? You got you got one more? No, no, no. There? I thought I did, but now that I'm thinking about it, like I did this Are indie. You sure? Are you sure? This well, the indivisible thing I think is interesting. All right, yeah. Tell me about this because I don't know anything about it. So pretend that I'm your audience for this one. Okay, yeah. So I just wanted to bring up this one last story uh, because as a I played indivisible for a brief time on. What is it? What kind game of game is it? It's a action RPG that has turn-based elements, I would okay, say. Okay. Um, and then you pick up and drop characters like as you go along. And um, okay. the story is really cool. The art style is great. Um, the writing is pretty creative. Like it has some comedic moments between characters. And I'm like, I was maybe like an hour in before I decided I didn't wasn't going to play it really anymore at this time. But they were supposed to, I guess, drop uh new content with shantae which i don't know if you know my affinity for shantae but i fucking love those 2d platformer games man as you know already know that and i played like one of the shantae games on my switch and fucking loved it so um i was kind of stoked to see that in the future and then they were supposed to do it with shovel knight also and by the way we did pull this uh story from Engadget um from igor bonifacic I will say. Sounds good. Nailed yep. it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they closed the studio because the studio head was like apparently like a huge bully douchebag and harassing people. So oh, then a bunch I, of developers. See, I knew it wasn't good. I knew it wasn't good, but I didn't know, but like, I didn't hear like why. Yeah. So Lab Zero is the name of the studio. So a bunch of developers said, fuck this guy and left. And then they were trying to, I think, like hold it together. And then the studio had just decided to close the studio or whatever. So then this game basically, I think, is in the hands of 505 Games, who published it. I'm guessing now the IP is. And they've said that they're not going to do any of those updates. Hmm. So it won't receive any more updates or content from here on out. So um, it's too bad, man, because... It was a pretty well-received game, critically, and from what I did play of it, I don't really like turn-based games, and that's what kind of turned me off, is even though it was an action RPG, the turn-based elements of it were enough to kind of turn me off of it. So, But the way it developed its, or had its gameplay system, its attacking system and everything, and then the writing was pretty good, and I did love the art style. So it was a fun game, and it's too bad to see them come to a close this way you know what i mean yeah that's shitty i'm gonna have to check out the base game or whatever yeah i think it's still on i haven't, I haven't played uh, it yet yeah it's still on or should i not now is that gonna is the money gonna go to the asshole <laughs> no i i don't know it might go to <laughs> my guess is it would go to five okay five games maybe the asshole but the thing is microsoft already paid him paid him and you have game pass right yeah, good point. I mean, do whatever. But the developers... Oh, yeah, left, I've already paid um, for it. Yeah, exactly. The developers that left formed a developing studio called Future Club. So okay. keep that name in the back of your mind for the future when um, they come out with a game because my guess is it's going to be pretty good. So Future yeah. of Future Club. 
Yeah, and the other thing is like this game released on Switch and the developers didn't even know about it. Like they didn't know that it was released. Oh, on wait, Switch they like didn't know the day, right? Yeah, and like they just like woke up and found <laughs> out it was on Switch. So I remember I thought, this. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of weird, but that was before all this shit with the studio head came out and now like you can kind of understand why the developers were like kind of pissed off about it, so for sure. Yeah. And that's it for news. That's it for news. Let's uh let's t- talk about our most normal question here, which I'm a, I don't know. I'm a little curious about your answer to this one. Oh yeah. Uh, so so um, would you rather live permanently in a roller coaster park or in a zoo? I love animals, so I would rather live in a zoo. In fact, I would do you do that anytime. Probably. Do you do rides? Dude, I've like, been do on... you ride... No, it's weird, because I, like... I've been on one roller coaster, if you want to call it that, and it was at Nickelodeon, like, with my uh-huh. nephew. And it was, like, the spinny one that's in there, if it's still over there. I can't remember what it's called. But that was kind of enough to get me uh, to not really want to do it again. And the funny <laughs> thing about that is, man, like, I... <laughs> I have my private pilot's license and I can assure you that like doing that training and shit was like more nerve wracking and kind of crazy stomach churning gravitational pull type shit when you're doing crazy things um, under a flight mask and stuff like, but I, for (laughs) some reason I still have an aversion to um, roller coasters. Well, because you get to so, drive the plane. You don't get to drive the roller coaster. Yeah, exactly. And when they're like, when it's like spinning around and then like going up and down and upside down, like, uh, yeah, I, I think I could do, I can do like one and then I have to wait like four hours. To Dude, do we're the most one. boring fucking people. I don't, I won't, I don't like roller coasters either. <laughs> I've oh, been on gotcha. like two at like Valley Fair, but I've never been on like Wild Thing. Um, yeah. Wild Thing is the name of a roller coaster at, a local amusement park that oh is knows it around here. is it valley yeah. fair yeah valley fair oh, wild nice. thing is the name of the roller coaster yeah um but yeah i no i won't do it sarah makes fun of me <laughs> yeah dude i remember i went to uh, an amusement park with a friend of mine when i was like in junior high or something and he was like I'm sure he regrets ever taking me to that thing because, like, we did nothing all day but, like, walk around. He's like, you want to go on that ride? I'm like, fuck that thing. I ain't going on there. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that's funny. And animals are awesome, man. Like, wouldn't it be cool to be able to, like, wake up in the middle of the night and go check out penguins and stuff? Oh, my gosh, yeah. And do you get to cuddle with them? I don't know, you man. You like, cuddle with a bear and sleep in, like, <laughs> with the polar bear? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure that would work out well. <laughs> I feel like there's a movie that this happens, something like this happens. I'm sure. Well, everybody, that does it for our show today. Thank you so much for joining the podcast this week. John, can you let people know where they can find you on those internets? For sure, man. I am at Johnny Samsonite on the Twitter. If you want to follow me there, write shit to me. That's where I'll be awesome sauce you can find me at aj underscore id that's e-i-d-e once again if you want to contribute to the content you can send emails to podcast at mostly normal gamers.com 
follow us on Twitter at Emma Gamers Podcast. Sign up for our newsletter, Mostly Normal Monthly, at MostlyNormalGamers.com. Lastly, leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening to this. Just do it. That's it for our show today. Now, go play some games. What are you going to go yeah, play? You? Me? Yeah. Uh, well, I have to finish A Link Between Worlds. Or no, yeah. Link I'm trying to beat Hades. Oh, yeah, where are you at? I'm at, like, my 70th try. I can't beat oh, this wow. stupid game. Yeah. <laughs> are you on the final boss? I've made it to the final boss twice, but... And oh, I've nice. beat his first form twice, but I can't get through it. I don't know why. I need to get those well, boons. Yeah, man. And I've heard it. I listened to a spoiler cast on my way home from Nebraska this weekend. Did you? And it seems like it keeps going for quite some time after that. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's an interesting game, man. I, do, I don't know why. Every time I play it, I love it. But then when I turn it off, I'm like, yeah, I might come back to it. I might not. It doesn't really, like pull me back to it as strongly as i yeah. wish it did but um yeah i'm just my place in galaxy and... yeah i was gonna say i'm Mario just messing galaxy. with that and then maybe some galaxy all yeah, right well technically that. we never said bye so let's say bye <laughs> okay bye bye <laughs>